We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Welcome, everybody, to the third edition of... Wombo Combo podcast with Monkeys Fever and I. Uh, Hello. How? So you just got done with the series. I didn't get the chance to check it out. How'd it go? Uh, it went amazingly. You know, just beat Thunder Predator in Game Three, so we're in loser bracket finals against Crazy Wild. And uh, yeah, that's our first like series win against Thunder Predator, and like any official ever i think <laughs> okay so somebody in chat saying uh can you talk about the ballsy all-in push at the end so what, what really happened there apparently it was a pretty epic ending necro died without buyback and you know we, we were on their high ground and we just kind of i i think it was sam or no it was sam or husky i think someone was just pinging through and like just just go in no no necro buyback and we all had buybacks and we just ended the game <laughs> nice nice okay sounds like a fun one were you playing yeah. batrider I was not, unfortunately. Oh, okay, so you had to. <laughs> I, that that, that hero has been. I, I actually checked the stats, VSJ. In the what four months that we've been a team, that has been banned eighty-nine times against us. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's a that's a large degree of respect <laughs> uh, or disrespect. 
either way. I, I mean, you know, you can really look at it either way. So, <laughs> hey, you won the series and won the game. That's all that matters, right? So, yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, so that's tomorrow. So yeah, definitely check that out, guys. I'm busy in Ukraine. For anyone who hasn't, uh, wonder, you know, wondering what the fuck I'm doing, I yeah. How has the uh, how's Ukraine been? Well, basically, we all had to like re-quarantine for like five days so i've just been sitting uh, in this apartment for like the majority <laughs> of the time i've been here uh we were originally planning on being in the studio but just extra precautions we the people that just arrived even though i've been tested we got tested again and they're basically just like yeah let's not get like one person to be sick and then give everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're being super cautious so uh i'm like been phoning in during the times i've been on oh so okay it's been, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little awkward because everyone's in chats like BSJ flew all the way out to Ukraine for this. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to just be in a remote location. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are telling me to turn you down a little bit. No, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm sure eventually it'll sort itself out. Right now is like only the, right now is the closed qualifiers to the main to, event to the omega yeah. league or whatever yeah although yeah. like in, in europe there's two divisions there's gonna be yeah like yeah that, there's like a divine. mortal and divine yeah, yeah, yeah so there's only two slots from this qualifier to go to uh the immortal which obviously has all the the liquids and or yeah team nigma yeah so i should be casting in person anytime in the next couple days assuming you know for whatever reason my second test doesn't come back uh yeah positive so. and, and how how long are you there again i am here until at least the 10th of september oh, right. oh okay <laughs> well, <laughs> i realized right. i had to i had to clarify that one uh, a, l- a little bit so yeah it is uh quite the duration of the stay but i have been playing you pups and before we get into our core con, con- uh topic of the day I will say, and I know most people agree and are well aware, EU pubs are so much better than North American pubs. <laughs> At least, okay, like, obviously there's shitters, obviously there's people who rage and whatever, like, that's never going to change. But yeah. I don't feel like I've had to tell my team what to do as a basic rule of the Dota game yet i've played like 23 <laughs> pubs and i'm like okay maybe they're not taking the best fights maybe they're doing some weird shit but like people are just you know supports by they're, detection you know cores by the items they're kind of supposed to buy like at least reasonably you know i have a mag I, on my team he empowers I, me i will say that, that, that there's not as much like afk farming in eu yeah, it's like that, 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 like you don't get the the na special as much but other than that, I, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't think there's. I remember you saying you didn't like think the U pubs like... were much better, but I don't know, man. I think it's day and night. <laughs> I, I like I, I told my viewers already on my stream, like in NA, unless it's like a top 50 player that I know I even gave you as an example. If they're playing mag, mm. I have to like beg them to empower me. And EU, yeah. I've had like five mags and they all like ping me on where to meet them in order to get <laughs> empowered. I'm like, OK, I, I'm not even the one saying anything. So yeah. um, I have had like a couple Russians gang up on me. Like they all know I'm the only, um, you know, American in the on the team somehow. So they all blame me for being an NA shitter or whatever. So that's been unpleasant. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I the laning is much better there uh, as well. Mm. The people, uh, the supports in general are better. Like the rank 500, 600 support players in NA. That's like 
pray to God the guy knows how to pull a creep camp, but <laughs> <laughs> and you it doesn't seem to be the issue. But uh, yeah, no, I, I actually hear a Husky complain that EU has way too many support players. Like every time he cues EU, he's just like, I hate EU, man. Everybody just baby. steals my role. Like, <laughs> yeah, Husky core even on low ping is uh, so you know, put him put him on EU. That's that's a uh, yikes, uh, but. With all that in mind, uh, our core concept for today, I, I've, I've been like kind of formulating how I want to do the show. I think we're all going to start like as general as possible because in the future we're going to get more and more specific on these topics. But yep. I wanted to give a bit of an, an origin podcast. You know, how did we get into Dota? Why do we play Dota? Why should someone potentially get into Dota? Why are people at all never getting into Dota? All these type of things that have to do with starting to play dota in the first place i think it's a very broad topic that can obviously be narrowed down in the future but yep. i'll start with you monkey so how long have you been playing dota sir i've been i'm going on like 17 years if i haven't already passed 17 years i, I don't remember like the exact age i started dota but uh, so, somewhere around 17 years right now okay so that puts you at age like 11 or 12 like 10 I, I was old? 10 10 yeah, i was like not nine and a half 10 something like that okay so started. like what got you into dota was it a friend was it just by stumbling upon it during dota it was what? it was actually my brother uh well well I mean, it was my brother and like one of his friends. Basically, my my brother is five years older than me. And, you know, when I was nine or 10, he was like 14, uh, 14, 15. And him and his friends are having like some land land party. You know how back in the day, like you would, you know, like like haul your computer over to your friend's house just to like play it, play uh, on the same Internet connection with everyone like right next to each other. Well, that's uh, what my brother was doing. And my parents are like, well, take Jaren with you. He loves video games. And he's like, oh, all right, fine. So he brought me he brought me along and uh, he introduced uh, me and his one friend to to Dota. And yeah, his friend is also like five years older than me. And um, but but me and his friend, we literally that night we played Dota for like 12 hours straight the entire night. And we, we played uh, Lion Medusa like every single game. <laughs> Which one were you? <laughs> I I was lying because I thought mana burn was, or, or uh, mana drain was like the most broken spell. Or whatever. <laughs> I uh, so I I think it was a funny conversation I knew was going to come up here. So was lion like your first hero or what was like your first lion like, was my first with? hero? But the first uh, so so like that that was like the first hero that uh i thought was like broken because medusa also like uh drained mana or something like with, yeah, with, with one of medusa's yeah I, I i don't think it was snake though because snake was like a different spell like back then because i the the patch that i started on was like 5.64 or yeah. something like that i don't so, even know what I that mean, patch looked like yeah 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 like i i mean it, it was so old so but like uh Anyways, we thought Lion Medusa was a really great combo, and you know we were having so much fun playing that combo. But uh, the the hero that I really really loved uh, first was Omni Knight, and I I don't remember why, but I would every time I played Omni Knight, I would buy five ogre clubs, but like the plus the plus ten strength item. <laughs> I would buy five ogre ogre clubs, and I'd be like. I, I'm the greatest. I can never die. And I would just run at people for the rest of the game. <laughs> but uh, that, that that was definitely like my first uh, my first 
you know, hero that I that I felt godly on in Dota. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I will say that Omni <laughs> the Dota one builds like guy that I've heard of, you know, like four perseverances and stuff. Those those are. Yeah. Uh, I do somewhat envy that era where like it obviously <laughs> where wasn't everyone much just a, having fun. Yeah, it wasn't know? much of a refined game. I also miss yeah, yeah. video games in general as like a side tidbit where like I remember growing up when I played like N64 and shit and I was playing like Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie and like yeah, yeah, yeah. all you could do is like buy those little magazine guide things and like <laughs> yeah. it would tell you you know it all had like a detailed layout of the map but it was all like <laughs> on you to figure it out and everyone yeah. sucked right like there was no refinement yeah, yeah. of builds or like strategy to beat the game faster it was just like you know figure it out as you go and hope it yeah hope it I, you know I, I mean, dude, the the just the the Warcraft three era of custom games in general is just like so cool to me. Like that 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 was that was the peak of of just online gaming, in my opinion, because there was just such a big community for such so many like smaller games. Yeah, and it, it just was like really really cool, in my opinion, to just like you know just just see all of, like the, the the mini communities like form around custom games, and then those custom games becoming bigger and bigger, and you know in some cases like dota becoming their own game because of just having this platform to allow people to you know get get their ideas out there basically as, as far as like video games go and you know you, you just had such a big variety in uh warcraft 3 i mean you had some limitations sure with like the map editors and whatnot but i don't know i, I just thought warcraft 3 uh battle net era was like it, it was just so fun <laughs> for me the the downfall of video games was money you know like Obviously, I'm happy to be making a living doing it or whatever, but yeah. like that was all like all the only reason to be a part of community and shit was just to like have people to play with. Like there was no reason to worry about having the perfect build being the absolute best in the world. Who gave a shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you were you were trying to be better and trying to win or whatever. But I remember I played a shit ton of StarCraft two uh, custom games. I played a shit ton of them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what one of them was called, but it was something like hero arena like marine arena or yeah, something like that yeah i i, I think and, i know what you're talking uh, about it was so much fun i played that shit <laughs> yeah. for like hours and that was like right before i started playing dota um, starcraft was like my first pc game which mm. i started playing like late in high school and i've even talked uh, about how i watch like day nine fun day mondays and stuff like that because i see him sometimes in your channel he's been in my channel too and yeah. uh I, I didn't get into Dota until about eight years ago. My first game was in 2012. And oh, really? It was, so you just... It yeah. was between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Oh, no. That's an awful time to yeah. get into Dota. <laughs> so, wait. It, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly when it was. So, what happened was uh, all my friends and I who had been playing, like, Xbox games and stuff together... Now that we're like broke college kids, they're just like, well, we can't keep buying these like $60 Xbox games. So, yeah, um, we all had like a laptop or some way of playing Dota. And, you know, I had like my five year old Mac or whatever. And I was just like, originally, when I saw Dota, they got me into it. They had played. Uh, I don't even know if any of them had. Pl I think a few of them had played Dota one. I think it was like mm -hmm. one of my high school's friends college roommate like his new somebody he had met had played dota 1 and got uh, him into dota 2 since like that was exactly when the beta for dota 2 came out like dota 2 beta started seven months or so before mm -hmm. i started yeah, playing yeah, yeah. um 
and I saw the game, and I was like, dude, this is some real nerd shit, man. Like, what, what the hell? Uh, like, I saw it. I, I, I couldn't get on it, man. I was like, what the hell? But I, it was in the summer, obviously, between freshman and sophomore year, so had pretty much nothing else to do. And my friends got me to play with them. Obviously, I was put on bitch support. I was, uh, my first hero was Lich. Uh, ah, I was told okay. push E then push Q. I was like, okay, I can <laughs> that, do that. That was back when Lich had a sacrifice. Right? Yeah, I remember um, ritual or whatever it was called. Uh, yes, uh, I think it's just sacrifice. I, yeah, 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 it was. Uh, I remember like I would do it, and he'd be like, "Wow, you're actually doing a decent job." Like I'm like, all I'm doing is pushing E on this one thing and <laughs> yeah. pushing Q on him. And I'm like, I guess uh, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's like were pretty a super low. easy concept for for Brian to get. You're just like, oh, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> e my creep. Cue him. All right. I got this. <laughs> and in some good news, sports are coming back. And so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week. And there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures and props to bet on all available 24 seven. And with a turn of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds and seven time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds, up-to-date sports news, and more. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe. They have over a 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every time starts at zero dollars and only goes up one cent every time you bid the kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds that means every time you bid everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours if you go ahead and buy now deal dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of other discounts go to deal dash.com and use the offer code prediction or deal dash.fm forward slash prediction that's d-e-a-l-d-a-s-h.fm forward slash prediction what happened was I had all my friends, right, that were playing, and uh, I proceeded to play with them for, like, at least two to three years, two and a half maybe, and uh, mm. what happened was, I, me being me, like, you said you played Dota for, like, 12 hours the first day or whatever. I played Dota, like, probably 10 hours a day that whole summer, like, every day almost, probably five, six days a week. I, was, I played, like, 50, 60 hours a week of Dota. I was just obsessed with it, and then when mm. I got back into school... Not going to get too gloomy on this podcast. I, I was going through a rough time in life. Let's just say that. Yeah, I was going yeah. through a rough time in life, which kind of led me to play more Dota than I really should have. And people may be like, you know, BSJ, did Dota make you depressed or whatever? I'm like, nah, it was more like my escape. And I think a lot of people do view Dota that way, though. So like on a... Oh, absolutely. Like as I escape mean, from life, right? Like not just because of bad things, but... So for the first six or like maybe five years I was playing Dota from like, you know, late nine to like late 14 or like 10 to 15 something like that uh i i, I would be on and off with dota it, it would it would kind of be like a game that i had to be in the mood to fiend basically for those first five years like I, I had to really want to play dota to like you know actually play a lot of dota with my friends and whatnot and if i wasn't in the mood then i would just like you know just go and play other warcraft custom games and ju i just wouldn't really want to focus on it that much but then um I, I had something very similar happen to me where, you know, uh, it, 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 I don't really want to go into detail, but I had a lot of uh, like Crap. family issues basically yeah. like go, go on when uh, when I 
turned like 15 and there was just a shit ton of stress in my life and i just like i completely shut down and that's when i just started absolutely grinding dota i like it was literally all of my free time went into dota and i also when i uh, i went to like a private high school um so uh, it was a very like unique high school basically and i i i would be i i basically my high school required us or like basically required us to teach ourselves if that makes sense like, like okay. we we were get we were given like a, a, a nice curriculum. Way to save money and budget <laughs> we, we were given a curriculum and basically our like our teachers would help us in like any way that like we wanted or whatever but like it was on us to you know learn learn the information and, and there was no there wasn't as many like restrictions to like show up to a class and stuff like that it, it, it was kind of like college in a way where like you weren't really punished for not going to class but you're still required to learn all of the material and like uh I prove see. that you learned all of the material uh, mm -hmm. uh through like essays and stuff like that so all of my free time <laughs> just went into dota and not like actually focusing that hard on school i mean i still got like great grades and everything but like all of my time went into Dota, and oh, uh, that, that's definitely like what what really, you know, pushed me towards it. More because like uh, when I turned uh, uh, eighteen or something, that that's when uh, a friend of mine from Dota One was like, "Hey, you're pretty good. You want to make a Dota Two team with me?" And I was like, uh, "Sure, why not? Like, let's see what happens." And then we qualified for our first LAN event when I was nineteen, and I was just like, "All right, this is fun. Gotta go for it." <laughs> There you go, and now haven't looked back since, right? Yeah, I, uh, I would say that like there's obviously a lot of different ways to get into Dota, but I think a lot of people stay for the same reason. Like it's some version of like for me at least, it's the one game that was ever truly able to just take me away from anything else. Like when you're yeah. in the middle of a Dota game nothing in the world nothing good or bad matters like yeah. nothing in the world but you're so focused on dota all that matters is the game of dota you can't have a conversation yeah. with somebody you can't <laughs> think about eating like you know you wake up from like seven hours of dota when i say wake up i mean like from a trance of seven hours of dota yeah. and you're like shit i'm hungry you know like yeah. <laughs> sometimes that happens with other games but it's just not the same right like dota yeah, just i mean so, yeah so, sometimes i stream for 14 hours and then at the end of the stream i'm just like Oh, wait, I haven't eaten today. What's going that on? That doesn't change after, you know, 17 years of Dota, which is yeah. crazy, right? And I, that's one of the things I love about Dota. And I think what I was going for with this episode is that we all have our different... Like, so you talked about Lion Medusa, right? And yeah. I remember specifically, so I had a bunch of friends that were playing. And what happened was, since I fiended so much, it was like, you know, they're all here and this is like me, you know, like over time. So, like, I slowly but surely caught up to them and then... And then became better than most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had one friend out of the group who I'd never even met, and to this day have never met in real life, who I've played like uh -huh. 700 games of Dota with. You know, like I've played, mm -hmm. he's like my most played Dota person with. And we would run Witch Doctor Ursa offlane. <laughs> We'd run it offlane. <laughs> and our goal was to just fucking kill the guy. I'm pretty sure we have like. 80% win rate on Witch Doctor Ursa offline. Really? <laughs> and like we'd like, you know, probably go about even on every other combo. If we had lost like two or three games in a row, we'd be like, it's time. And we'd run yeah. Witch Doctor Ursa <laughs> offline. And that was like, you know, one of the reasons I have, you know, 350 games of Ursa or whatever, probably 80 or 90 of them were dual laning offlane with Witch Doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh God man, those are the day. Like you just there's just so many like 
things you just naturally fall into in Dota where everyone has their own like warped perception of like these heroes were so good for me. Like I thought yeah. this concept was just broken. And <laughs> I like I entered Dota right when Lycanthrope was a hero. And I honestly confused him with Lifestealer all the time. I have really no idea why. Like I'd see Lifestealer and thought it was liking because the hero, the names were similar. And I, and yeah, back then yeah. I'm like, wait, like what's so broken about this hero? And then like, you know, he'd come out of the jungle like higher level than anyone else. And uh like I came in TI2. So everyone who's watching, like I saw people talking about like TI2, TI5. I came in TI2. Like that was I was like playing a bit before that, but then I started like fiending it ridiculously after after TI2. Um Yeah. That whole like Navi story like, well, got me. Yeah, the, the 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 other thing that like about those hero comms that you're talking about is back then, you know, when you first got into Dota around TI2 era, ranked Dota didn't even exist back then. Yeah, so you you, you you know, like everybody everybody back then is just playing with their friends. You know, just playing Dota to play Dota, and I I feel um I feel that the the mindset for the majority of players behind Dota has really, really changed from back then. Because back then, you know, you could just play to play a lot. And you know, I, that was like an acceptable thing to do. But, you know, with, with esports uh, coming up and, you know, all like the prize pools and Dota just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, a lot of people look at look at Dota as this game where it's just like, if you're playing Dota, like, you you have to like try hard and you have to focus and you have to like know the meta and you have to like really really you know play the game and uh i i feel like that casual aspect of dota has really like uh not 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 been eliminated but but it's, it's definitely not as yeah 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 it's definitely discouraged nowadays and i i that makes me a bit sad because you know i i feel i never would have gotten into dota if if I had to basically like think about Dota the way I think about it now from the from the beginning, if that makes sense, because in the beginning, I, I would just play with friends and, you know, just try to come out up with wacky combos and just, you know, like j just see what worked, you know, and just have fun with it. And, uh, and and pubs nowadays, it's always like everybody's trying to get that get that MMR high and like, you know, really, really chasing chasing like professional dota or, or whatever it is that people are, are aiming for nowadays and uh i don't know i i just think it's a bit of a shame because the uh the the community really has just gotten so so try hard over the last like four years or so that it's just like i don't know that there's really not as much casual gameplay in dota and and i i think it's sad because i think the game really is still fun like it's just fun first and foremost and a lot of people forget that. Like, like you know, everyone is just too worried about their MMR. Or they do I do that too. I yeah, yeah. forget too. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I'm definitely Not the type of guy to take it too seriously too often. I think, obviously, especially when you do it for a living, you do have to take it seriously somewhat. But getting back to the core root of, like, why we love playing this game is, yeah. is important to not lose sight of. And I think... My biggest issue is like, so a lot of time when I've been trying to teach people, I've had a lot of people either saying they're coming back to Dota, obviously because of COVID, or like kind of mm -hmm. newer players that are like in my channel saying like, hey, I'm trying to learn the game. Like I'm new to the game. And yeah, I, um, I, I have been seeing like a Reddit post and stuff, you know, of people being like, oh, I don't like League anymore. I yeah. want to try Dota and like stuff like that. So 
I mean, I, I'm glad there's still like an influx of new people, but like I, I still feel the the main the main mindset for for these newer players is like, how can I improve really fast in this game, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, I just want to go mess around <laughs> and donate. It's like, what is the bet like the fastest way for me to understand this game? I think the problem and, is is not necessarily people who are trying to improve, but I hate the people that are so focused on their MMR that like yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. else matters. Like, can I do yeah. something right now? in the patch that's broken and gain MMR from it. And I don't think that that mentality, like, I don't think the mentality to get better is necessarily a problem. Like, no, 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 it, it say, could yeah, be worse, right. right, with that. But yeah. I'm saying it's like this idea that it's like, what's the shortcut to this MMR number going up, right? And I, yeah. that's my problem is uh, you and I are on the same page, it seems like here. But with the people I've been trying to get into it, I'm like really trying to encourage. This is how I want you to think about the game, but then go explore the game. Right, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, try yeah, to, like, like learn it from throw this your perspective. Own twist on it, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, like you're gonna have to figure that out on your own, you know. Like in this yeah. meta, maybe it's gonna be this strategy, but you know, in the future, well, well, it might and, be something different. Like, it, and, but, and, and that that's something that I think really lacks in this game, especially now. Like a, a lot of people, a lot of people aren't 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 focused on like just just being original and just doing shit that they want to do or whatever, like. I can't even begin to like tell you all of the things that I've learned from all four of the Zoomers on my team. Like all of them are are like you know five six years younger than me. And dude, I learned so I've learned so much shit from all of them. Like they all just have like f fresh ideas and, and random just perspectives like, on the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's great because like they they didn't they didn't just like you know form all of their ideas off of other people like they, they they all talked to a lot of people and like came to came to their own conclusions and uh i don't know that they, they all all have had very fresh perspectives for dota and i i like i i feel like there's not there's not as much of, of that in, in, in this game you know like like uh, uh, the, you know pe people in like the, the lower mmr brackets like 4k or 3k or whatever uh, a lot of those people just come to streamers and are like what should i play what are the best here that, like you know they're, they're trying to get you old, to man yeah yeah but like they they're trying to get you to like tell them what to do rather than yeah. kind of just like go about it their own self like what do what do they enjoy playing what do they want to do like do they enjoy an aggressive style do they enjoy more of a team fight style do they like, like you know pe people I, I feel like people don't ask themselves these questions enough when it comes to learning dota because i mean i i've gone through so many different play styles in this game and i i know for a fact like exactly what i like to do what i don't like to do what heroes i enjoy playing i don't enjoy playing i like i i have a really good read on my own my own uh style in the game but i don't have a great read on other people's styles like i can't yeah. tell you what to play like you have to discover that for yourself you have to come to your own conclusions Absolutely. and uh i i really think that that's uh like i don't know that, that that's not really taught in dota everybody is just like oh yep the pros know best and they, they just they want to be told what to do rather than just explore dota for themselves and just have fun with it right like i mean mmr doesn't even really matter until you start getting to like you know maybe like seven eight k or something yeah, at least in my cut. opinion like yeah. <laughs> like, like when you're, somebody's you're just, 4k and they're talking about getting to 5k i'm like why do you care about getting to 5k like let's just yeah. worry about getting better and maybe you'll eventually yeah, yeah. Six or 7K, I, right? just just focus like, on improving uh, and have fun like uh, like you don't have to worry about the end goal yet like like just just Go about it your own way. This is that, definitely a that, topic that could be 
an entire episode yeah, yeah. of like a series of episodes that we, yeah. can, we can talk about, both being that we are streamers that have plenty of viewers come to us with questions. We definitely get a heavy dose of like the overall mentality of like people watching streams and stuff. And it definitely is an issue. And when it comes to like getting into Dota and everything, the beauty of the game is that there's so many ways to play. There's so many heroes to play. There's so many different things to try. And as long as your mindset's reasonable of like, okay, like I ask, I always teach people to ask themselves questions, right? Like ask themselves like, hey, you know, when do I want to fight? Who do I want to fight? If I'm farming, who do I want to farm near? Like these type of questions. But like, that's something where maybe you don't know the matchup or maybe you don't even know and you're just trying to figure it out. But maybe if something goes yeah. wrong, you can remember my question that I told you to ask and maybe next time it won't make the same mistake. Yeah. But it's like, it that's the type of growth that's so beautiful about Dota where the questions I'm asking them, these are questions I still have to ask myself <laughs> at eight and a half K, right? Like you, 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 it never ends. Like the growth, the figuring out the game, like you said, you're still learning Absolutely. from four players on your yeah. team. The growth, the learning, that's the enthusiastic part that I feel like takes, like you have to enjoy that part to love yeah. dota and if you get into dude. dota you're not gonna last very long if you don't have that I think. dude i have i have probably close to thirty-five thousand hours in dota and dota 2 like combined and dude i still every day i i am still learning new things in dota every single game i play like, like you know I'll, I'll overextend somewhere and i'll just be like oh wow i really thought this fight was gonna go better for us like based on our heroes and their heroes and like all this stuff and like you know, maybe it was misexecution, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. But like, you know, I'm I'm always thinking about like all of this stuff, and, and I'm yeah. never like I'm never stagnating. I I never just go up. Oh, I guess that just didn't work for some reason. I'm like, hmm. why didn't this work? Damn. Why? You like, <laughs> like, like I, I I'm like I I I I think a lot about like everything that's happening like every single day basically, and and it's like I don't know it. Even for me, I'm still I'm still working on growing. Like a lot of a lot of people are like, "Wow, you're you're so good! Like, how did you get that good?" Well, it's because I continuously put in the time and the effort and like the the practice. It's just practice, 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 practice. Like I and and well, you know that can be stressful for a lot of people because you know practice can it can get old or tedious or boring or you know whatever. But like. Really, if you do want to get good at Dota, don't look at your team. Look at you. Like, what? Yeah. What? What can I, you? I've learn gotten from so everything? tired of these questions. <laughs> I know that viewers cycle through, right? So this is like a PSA. Obviously, people who are yeah, watching yeah. live, people who are watching on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or whatever. It's like, guys, if you're coming into our channel and you're saying, "How do I deal with these shit teammates?" God, just drop your mentality, man. Just shut <laughs> yep. the fuck up. Like we do it sometimes yeah. too, right? Like we do. Like I, I do it more. Like you do yeah, it way yeah. less. I, than I, I mean, like, I, to some I, extent, I also everyone do it. does it. But if you're out of the game, right? Like you're not in the middle of the stressful mentality that's in the middle of a game. Can you not? Like, can you realize that no matter what, all of the people in your bracket are just as good or bad as you are, and the only way to get out is to ignore their existence. Like, I'm not saying to ignore like playing with them. But ignore their impact on the game. Like, yeah, what can you, you can, do to make your yeah, you impact? Can only control greater? yourself in like, pubs. And so. it's so <laughs> frustrating that that mentality is so rampant in general. Like, not even just in Dota, but like, you know, we're not going to go into that. But in Dota, it's like, you know, PSA, just stop, guys. Like, yeah. it's obviously something you see streamers do. And I know I'm not perfect. I do it too. 
but it's not a good thing. And it doesn't make it okay. And like, yeah, in the middle of the game, maybe you'll be a bit frustrated. But if you constantly remind yourself like, hey, this is what I could have done better, all that kind of shit. That's what I'll, that's what you, that's what's going to get you in more of the next game, right? Like that's what's going to make you better. Here, here's my here's my honest best advice to every pub player out there. No matter what ha- goes wrong on your team, don't don't like the initial 10 seconds you have like after a, like a play goes wrong or whatever, just don't use your mic. Everything that you have to say in those 10 seconds it's just emotionally gonna make, driven. It's just gonna make yeah, it's emotionally driven. It's gonna make everyone mad. Like no one's gonna want to like play anymore. Just just sit there, recollect yourself, go, okay, you know, this play went wrong. How how do we how do we like move forward from here? Rather than or rather than dwelling on the past, just look forward. Look look at your next plays. Like the past is the past. And, and that that is honestly my best advice for everyone out there because tilting your team will never result in anything. Okay, let's ignore even tilting your team. Okay, I, like I think or when I tilt my yourself, team, I'm too. saying when you tilt your team, I think you tilt yourself just as much. Like yeah, I refuse yeah, yeah. to believe that the guy who acts like he's doing it just to be a troll and tilting his team, he's he's tilting himself off the face of the planet. Like you can't, yeah, that, you can't uh, argue that. that. Is, and that is a good. But point. the big thing for me though is like if I'm playing like that, if I have good teammates, the day is like incredibly enjoyable. And if I mm. if I don't, my day is incredibly miserable. Like I'm actually yep. fucking miserable. And it's like, yeah. why do you want that? Like, why do you yeah. want your teammates to dictate your mood that day? Like the biggest thing for me in Dota, like when people say they got tired of the toxicity and stuff, I'll have a day like, yeah, I'm obviously not going to be happy. Right. There's going to be days yeah. if I go like two and seven or something where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, not exactly happy. But if I felt like I was focusing on something I could have gotten better at, I was maybe practicing a new hero or like trying a new matchup or whatever. Uh, like, I feel like after the game, like people say, like, BSJ, how are you not insanely tilted after that game? And I'm just like, well, like, was I really supposed to anything I could have done about my mid going, you know, losing my three levels yeah. in the first 10 minutes? Like, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. Like, nothing I could have done. So it's just like, like that mentality yeah. makes you sane. Like it actually makes yeah, you it really enjoy does. the game way more too. Like I think it's so easy to fall into that trap, and it's something where it's like getting into Dota, you want that purity of like exploration that we talked about, and continuing to play Dota, which is kind of where this conversation has gone. I think that that mentality, if you lose sight of that, is is the is the downfall. It's the killer, right? And yeah. What I want to say now is I, I want to stop our slight tangent and so a question I 100% wanted to ask. So you mentioned the Omni Knight quintuple Ogre Axe build here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think anyone in chat can relate to this, right? Anyone. Uh, I'll let you go first unless you need time to think and then I'll go first. Mm. Once you were maybe like two years in, three years in, so you knew enough about the game where it can be as anywhere in that range where you knew enough about the game that you thought you were smart, you know, or like you thought you knew mm. some crazy shit. What was like your first strategy that you were like, nobody's thought of this before. This build is dope. Like, is, is are, 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 are we talking Dota 1? It can be as early or like impactful as you think. Like it, it can be anywhere in there. So so the first idea that I think like me and my my group of friends had was Keeper of the Light Middle. And we would rush heart on it. And it was actually like just an unkillable hero because back then you had uh you had this uh the alt was you you could you would basically summon a wisp that would summon priests that would like heal. 
Okay. So, uh, so it, it was like a really, really weird thing. But basically, like, uh, the the farming, uh, the farming speed on Kato was so fast because you could just like shove out mid with illuminate. You would have infinite mana. You could go farm jungle while mid is pushing, and you you would just be able to like you know get a ton of farm really, really quickly. And and we would literally go right click Coddle because the alt would also suit that because the alt was just like I I don't really know what to compare it to in current current day Dota like the alt was just so absurdly strong that like a fast level six on Coddle back then was just was just good and uh, that 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 was one of the first strategies that like my 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 friend group would come up with we would just be like all right mid Coddle and then like just get a lot of like uh, a lot of like stuns and stuff in the side lanes and just play like a super fast high tempo game and uh like you, you, you know just we, we had so much fun doing that basically did you have um, any but, builds where you were like just say equivalent of like three four k right like whatever it is now right back then that you thought were sick and somehow became adapted into that you saw it in a competitive match at some point where you're like holy shit i did that um well well i mean back then i didn't even know competitive dota existed i i, I didn't even know competitive dota existed until ti1 and i watched I, I watched like some of ti1 um but like since since ti1 was on dota 2 and i had only played dota 1 by that point any like i would look at dota 2 and i i could not tell what was going on because i had no idea about the, like what animations looked like what what yeah. heroes looked like what like I, I just couldn't follow what was happening early on and um also for those of you who like actually remember early dota everything was purple i swear dust of appearance was like this giant purple eye like every spell in the game was just like a purple cloud or something and I could not distinguish anything from each other, like anything. So, so I I still remember the first time I played a, a Dota two game. I I played Puck, I believe, and, and I was like decent at Dota back then. And I I started out as a, a mid player, and um, it, it, I I just I I was so confused by by what everything looked like. Like I I, I would think creeps were life stealer i would think <laughs> i would think neutral creeps were were ogre magi or something like that i i, I would think dust of appearance was like so, some other thing i i don't know it, it was just off I, I ended up going like zero six and someone on my team abandoned and then and then we just left the game in 11 minutes or something like that <laughs> dota dota was a rough okay. early game i got a okay so did you okay i got a couple stories to go off of yours um real quick so my <laughs> first story is a bit off topic but you reminded me when you said like you know things went wrong and you didn't go as expected you went 0 and 6 mid this was like right when i played with my friends this was maybe like eight or nine months in so i wasn't as good as them yet but i had some sort of ego that like oh i'm starting i was gaining rank or whatever you know i was playing it's but i was definitely winning majority of my games and Mm. i thought i was like kind of hot shit and so uh, we get into our party queue, and before that, I'd pretty much always been demoted to support or like offline or something. And mm-hmm. this time around, I, I was randoming every game. I was just randoming every game, and I ran yeah, yeah. tiny. And I was like, I'm down to go mid. And I'm like, and I said something along the lines of like, my my friend still gives me shit to it for it this day. I'm like, I know I, I know how to play this hero. I've played him three times, <laughs> and I proceed to go mid and just go like zero and five or get fucking demolished and just cost us a game against the Queen of Pain. Yeah. And to this day, I still get the whole like, trust me, guys, 
I know how to play tiny. <laughs> and so like back then, it was just so funny where like you like you're you, you there's so many people in Dota, I'm sure that can relate that just think they know their shit and then they just yeah, look yeah, like yeah. dumbasses. But the one build I had, I was convinced you can ask my friends. This was like two or three years in, which for me, obviously, is like Dota 2. So it's a bit more like there is competitive Dota, all that kind of shit. Mm. I was convinced I was going I was doing the mid carry before anyone else, by the way, at least like before <laughs> it was popularized. OK, like uh, with my friends, I realized the only way I could carry them at that point was with I picked a carry hero and went mid. So yeah. I, I would pick like Slark and like at one point when you could random and then swap, I would random and then my teammate would give me Slark. So I'd be Slark with a poor man shield at the start of the game. You know, that was how <laughs> I was carrying my team. But I would go sniper mid. Okay. Okay. And I would go Midas first with like a Wraith Band, like first item Wraith Band or whatever. I go straight Midas into Boots of Travel, into Sanj and Yasha, (laughs) Scotty, Basher. Okay. Like I would go this shit like every single game, right? And I just thought I was the coolest fucking shit because (laughs) I was like, what happened was I remember this one time a Slardar chased me from his own tier three to my tier one. And I was just point point. Cause I, that was back when Sanji Yasha slowed. Right. So it's like point point point, And he would chase me. I didn't know fucking damage though. Cause I had minus Sanji Yasha Scotty. And the guy chased me for literally like a minute and a half from his tier three to my tier one. And then he finally died. And because we were the only two alive. Cause like everyone, there was like a team wipe, but both sides, all, yeah. all the heroes are dead. And, for me, I like I thought I was so fucking cool with going like this mid sniper build. And it's one of those where it's like sometimes it would work beautifully and then sometimes it would be a complete failure. And to this day, I'm like, I look at my viewers when they'll say like, BSJ, I feel like this works sometimes and it doesn't the others. And I'm like, it's because the same build doesn't work every fucking game, man. I yeah. used to do the same, same thing. <laughs> that, that that actually re- reminded me of, uh, so you were asking about strategies that like me and my friend group initially went for or whatever. And I, I completely, honestly, I've been playing Dota for so long that I forget like half the shit that I've ever even done in Dota. But, or, or at least there's like time lapses, right? Of like, you know, errors of when I was playing the game and I just like don't don't really remember that much about it or whatever because it was so long ago but um i i do remember that there was a time in dota 1 like right before dota 2 came out that me and my friends you know we, we were still just having fun doing random builds and we we basically or me and uh two two of like my closest dota friends which i actually uh one of them like switched over to dota 2 and we, we were playing dota 2 all the time for like three years or something and then he just disappeared one day i i I believe it's still been five years now since he's even logged on to steam so like 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 we literally went from talking every single day to he he just hasn't been on steam in five years and i just haven't heard from him which is like it's a really weird thing i I don't know like i'm sure people a lot of people have experienced something like that before but like i literally went from like having having this person in my life and like talking to them like every every day basically to just gone and um but anyways back in dota one when when, like we were still playing and and everything uh with uh the the max movement speed was 522 uh ms 
Yeah. And we we basically renamed our battle net, like we made new battle net accounts called I get 522 MS, I get 521 MS, I get 520, and we literally had five accounts named like five or that went from 518 to 522 called I get 522 MS, uh, and uh, literally all of us would basically go boots of travels, drums, SNY, yours, nice. and uh, uh, but like. I think there there's one other movie mask of madness that, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably mask of madness, and we would just all be hasted all the time. So we would just run around the map together, hasted, just killing everything in sight. <laughs> and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done. <laughs> Dude, I I, I I I used to love doing that on Ursa. I, I pretty much took all my favorite heroes and just did stupid builds on them. With Ursa, I would always do the like whenever I was bored, I'd do the move the race car Ursa build, you know, with yeah, all the yeah. same items. And I I, I yeah. would usually build like a Dagon at the end because I would be Earth shocking people and then just yeah, yeah. Them. But uh, <laughs> I remember I, I had a few game game ruining or pub ruining builds where I, like I have like a hundred and ten games on Nature's Profit, right? And mm. I till this day can't play Nature's Profit. I've never taken the time to learn him now. But all those games were Jungle Nature's Profit minus Dagon, like all of them. <laughs> All of them were Midas Dagon Nature's Prophet. I'd have like cliff jungling fear. I didn't cliff jungle. I did not cliff jungle, okay? I straight up, you know, used the trance. I'd micro them. I was real tryhard about like getting that efficiency in, but I was a yeah, life stealer yeah. doom <laughs> nature's prophet jungling specialist. Like that's what, oh, I was no, one no. of those what, guys. What, what about Legion? What about Legion? I actually did never you? played Legion Jungle. I, I really? that was never like for whatever reason, maybe I phased it out at that point, but like I, uh, I, I was jungling carry heroes. I didn't really think of uh-huh. Legion as like a as like a carry, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just think it's funny because everyone has their own little history of like. I do remember when Steam games like when you loaded into the Dota game and it was like five people on five people and you could have like a picture or like a phrase that was yeah, between yeah, yeah. your guys' names. I always enjoyed that. <laughs> so my. I think I'm going to have one last question to uh, wrap up the the podcast here. So we talked about getting into Dota and, you know, all the reasons why we like Dota. It doesn't necessarily have to be the day you made it as a pro or whatever. What was like, how do I ask this question? It's like, what was that one moment where you felt like, wow, this is really cool? Or like, I've, I've made it. Or I can't believe I'm like... I can't believe I've come this far or something like that. You know, what was like I, your first moment like that? I think I, I mean, I've definitely I've definitely had a lot of super, super memorable moments in Dota. Of so course. like I, I don't I, I don't want to like, first say, one because today's yeah, the yeah, origin. Yeah. You know, what's the first? Yeah, yeah. And, talk about the rest. And, and I, I would say again, like, you know, I maybe there there would be a different a different one if i really like had a long time to think about it but but the first one that i would say like that i felt like straight relief in almost was was the shanghai major qualifiers where i I was on team archon and basically the before the shanghai major qualifiers i I was on a team with fluff and stuff jo moo and whitebeard which Fluff, J.O., or J.O. might still be competing. I don't actually know. Uh, but Fluff and Whitebeard are not competing. Moo is currently in business associates. Um, He's not competing either. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Continue. Ouch, VSJ. Ouch. But, um, 
but yeah, so on that team, we were we had some some internal struggles before the Shanghai Major qualifiers, and I thought we had a really really good lineup on that team, and um, we basically. We had a sponsor who gave us a boot camp uh, like a week and a half in advance of the qualifier so we could all fly to the, fly to the house in L.A. This was back in late or early 2015. And um, we could all fly to the house and, you know, prep for the qualifiers together. And it, it, like, as I'm sure, you know, boot camps are very, very beneficial. And like you can all look at one screen, go over replays together, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know. That week and a half was very stressful. We had a lot of disagreements and a lot of talks, a lot of whatever. And going into the qualifiers, I, I, I mean, I was ready to compete, but I would not say I was confident that we would be able to get a top two spot to be able to qualify for the Shanghai Major. Like, I, I thought we were good enough, but like, I thought a lot of things basically had to go right uh, for for us to like, you know, really show up. And uh, we we end up you know winning the group stage and we end up coming for or, or like we we won the the first the first best of three against complexity which was complexity and digital chaos i believe back then were like the the favorites like by far everyone was like yep dc and cole free qualifiers for them to go to shanghai and and it, it was it was intimidating for me back then because i was still getting really nervous like i'm playing for a three or like a qualifier to go to a three million dollar tournament in china like i was I was really, really nervous, and um, you know, we we I I still remember uh, the first series against Complexity was so long and grueling. Our first game against them, I played Invoker. I don't I don't encourage anyone to watch this watch this game. Watch it was like it a two it was a two hour plus long game against Complexity, and I was on Invoker, probably the worst Invoker you will ever see for the first hour and a half of that game. Like I was. I was just missing spells left and right, all of this stuff. Sounds about right. I, I so at about like an hour and forty minutes into the game, uh, I believe complexity pauses the game, and they're like, "Can we have a bathroom break? Like this game is like there was no end in sight." And like we, everyone was like, you know, antsy and just like, uh, so we were like, "Yeah, sure, get like two minute bathroom break." So everyone goes to the bathroom except for me. I'm just kind of sitting there brooding, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm playing this badly on Invoker right now." And I remember Moo is Moo comes up to me and it's just like Jaren, clear clear your mind. You're a great invoker player. You're gonna you're gonna get this. Like we're gonna we're gonna win this game. Just refocus. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right. The next the next like 20 minutes of that game, I just played out of my mind, and we actually won the game. <laughs> and I was like so relieved after that game. I was like, wow, they're actually beatable. We can do this. And and then we actually went on to get first place in the in the entire qualifier. And I see this I, game. I, Somebody in chat linked it for me. Looks like a nice game. I genuinely was so relieved, though, after after we won that qualifier, because again, going into it, I, 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 I thought we were a weak link going into it, basically, and which is first of all a trash attitude, a trash mentality. Should should not have thought that in the first place. Absolutely. But you know, obviously, being like a younger competitor at the time, I I was just like. Super nervous, not confident in my own skill, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I, I just, I just remember after qualifying, I just let out like the biggest breath of air, just like, oh my fucking god, I'm going to China! <laughs> like what? <laughs> and that was like, I, I was just so, so relieved that 
all of the time that I put into Dota up until that point, and I, I believe I was 21, or no, I was 22 at the time. All of the time that I've put into Dota up to that moment, I was just like, thank, thank fucking goodness. Like, I, 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 fi- like, I felt I had finally proved that I was like a decent Dota player. Maybe not a great Dota player, but I was at least a decent Dota player because I made it to a Valve major and I was just like, Yes, <laughs> like yes, I've done it. <laughs> like, but then obviously didn't didn't the tournament didn't, didn't go so hot. We'll ignore that place, part. But... <laughs> we'll ignore that part. So I'll 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 take a bit of a more relatable one for the viewers, just because I don't want to talk about all the majors I've qualified for. I'll talk about uh, something you know more relatable with the. Uh, okay, no 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 pity giggle there. Okay, thank you. Uh, so. Basically, well, like a moment for me, this isn't like a moment in like my competitive career, uh, but it's a moment earlier on that I don't even think I've mentioned until this day. I remember like recalling it like a month or so ago, but this was back when you said there was no MMR, right? And the only way I could know if I was getting any better at Dota was if you went on Dota buff, it would say like normal skill high skill and like very high skill like that was the only indicator of like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the strength uh, of yeah, the yeah. people in your game and i finally got to the very high skill bracket okay and i was like wow you know like crazy i can't believe i got there and then like yeah. a week or two after i got there i got into a game and i was playing mid ta and Merlini was on the other team, okay? And I was, and he was playing mid-Darkseer. I, I still uh. remember this shit. And I suck at TA to this day. But I was playing mid versus <laughs> Merlini. And at like four or five minutes in, he dove me. And I got first blood. Uh, killing Merlini. And I was like, sick. holy shit. You know, back then, like, I, I you know, I, I revered, like, Demon and Merlini and all these other early streamers and, and Dota and I was like, holy shit, I just killed a streamer. He was streaming this game, too. And I was, like, so fucking excited. I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, I'm in a very high skill match against a streamer, and I killed him. And uh, obviously, like, when I look back on it, he was definitely dicking off, like, trying to dive me with Darkseer against TA. But it was, uh, like, for me, that was one of those points where I'm like, wow, like, you know, that I felt so good. And for, I think for the average viewer, like... You know, maybe they may have a moment like that in their career. But for me, like back then, I had no indicator of anything that I was getting any. Yeah. Like, I thought I was getting better, you know, but that was like one of the first moments where I'm like, wow, have I finally am I finally not absolutely terrible at the game. But in yeah. regards to competitive, just to wrap it up here, I, I did have one game where my first land, the Red Bull land we qualified for. Brax was getting DDoSed a lot. He was actually getting DDoSed. Oh, like this was, was he? This was a problem where back then people were actually getting DDoSed, and yeah. uh, Brax had had it happen in like two or three of our games. And we were playing against Root Gaming. Uh, Moo was on this team, and uh, uh-huh. he was. we were playing against him, I mean. And like 30 minutes in, 25 minutes in, Brax was our mid Lena, and he got DDoSed from the game. Wait. As a, actually, isn't that the root gaming I was on? Were you on that team? Yeah, I, I was on. Suck that it! Team with Moo I didn't even know. Okay, I honestly only remembered Moo. I didn't remember anyone at the time. Yeah, and we played four v five with no fucking Lena to get to the Red Bull land, 
That's I actually think I actually think I remember losing that, and we were so fucking mad. I was playing Phantom Lancer, and I just remember I th- like, yeah, and wasn't Moo was on Terrorblade, right? Yeah, Moo was Terrorblade. Yeah. Demon yeah. was playing like support Night Stalker or some trash, and like we had to micro Lena for the rest of the game because we just didn't have a mid hero. And uh, and that was like the I think that was like the second game of the best of three and. We had to win it to like I think you guys won the first game, and then we ended up yeah, winning yeah, the best yeah. three. Like we had yeah. to win that game. That's all. I remember. Yeah, we had to win I, that game. I think I remember that. We were so upset after that series. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's even better. I was not trying to needle either or anything like that. I I, I did not. Uh, I did not realize you were on that team. I only yeah. remembered Moo. I, I can't remember anyone else on that team. So. Um, yeah, it was it was me, Moo, Fluff, uh, TC, and Fun, I believe. Okay, that sounds that sounds about right. That that was yeah. that was the first line I ever qualified for. It is all on the back of that of that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember because that that was one of those LAN events that were or, or qualifiers that we were like, we only have to beat like two teams to make it. We can do this, guys. Like, like the, the EG's not here. We got this, and then we won the first game, and we were like so hyped. And then we lost the second game, four v five, and then we were all so emo, and we we're like, we didn't know, we didn't know how to like recuperate after that. <laughs> oh man, there's so many. Uh, thanks for reminding him of one of the worst days of his life. Somebody in chat says, "Yeah, that's." Uh... Uh, you can't script that. I definitely, I, I, I haven't even like mentioned that game really to anyone, so that's why I, I'm surprised it never randomly came up between you yeah, and I at, uh, yeah, I at all our random. I, I, I mean, and... this is kind of what I mean, though. Like, like, I mean, both of us have been in Dota for so long. Like, it's so easy to just forget like the details of of you know all of the years of competing, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's been so many random teams I've been on. There's been so many random teams I've played. Like. I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes the memories just get lost. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, but then when somebody brings it up, you like remember yeah, 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 the yeah. game vividly, right? Like you're yeah, like, okay, yeah, I remember I was playing this, and these are the people on my team. Like that's just how Dota is, right? Like that's the funny thing is none of them come in like small bunches. You get you give me like a small hint at a game I played, and I'm like, holy shit, I remember that game almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Almost exactly as it played out. Um, but on that note, like that is one of the beauty, beautiful things about Dota, and I think that's one Absolutely, of the reasons why man. we're still here, staying, playing, and uh, you for seventeen years, me for eight, Dude, whatever it I, is. I would not still play this game unless I truly loved it. And let me tell you, I truly love Dota. This game, yeah. it, it is just so unique, man. There's always stuff to learn. You can always get better, and that, that's the beauty of it. Like, there, you really. You, they're, they're, you're never gonna get to a point in Dota where there's nothing else. To, there's nothing left to learn. Yep. Like, like you can always there's get no, better. Like, I beat this game. Point. Yeah, yeah. There, there really isn't. Like, uh, you, you have to constantly adapt. You have to constantly improve. You have to constantly change your play style. And it's just, it's just, it's lovely. It's Dota. It's it so is. fun. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. So, do you have any closing thoughts other than what you just said for this week's no, episode? No, that's uh, that's, all, that's it. Yeah, that was that was a good closing thoughts. You kind of stole my <laughs> stole my thunder there. So, appreciate everyone tuning in this week. Uh, it was a, quite a fun topic talking about the origins of Dota for both of us and a little bit in between here and then. But uh, yep. we'll be back hopefully next week, assuming no issues for your tournament schedule or. 
my sleep yeah, schedule we, or whatever. We have, a, we have a couple tournaments going up, but I believe they might be on the earlier side coming up. So, so yeah, I, I mean, no, no matter what, yeah. we'll, we'll do stay the podcast. Po- stay like, tuned, guys. <laughs> Keep yourselves posted. We'll, we'll let you know if we change the schedule or whatever. We'll try to make yeah. it as consistent as possible. But until then, thanks for watching, everybody. Have a good one until next week. Yep. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.